That was Passion featuring Christian Stanfall with Good, Good Father, one of my absolute favorite gospel music songs of the last decade because what a great reminder that he is indeed a good, good father. Thank you for staying tuned to Radio Pulpit and Radio K Pulpit. My guest now joins me on the line, Chantal Davis describes herself or somebody describes her as a typical girl next door. Uh, I think she's extraordinary, but she's an author, wife, mother, a pastor together with her husband of Dominion Church in Somerset West. She recently qualified for Mrs. South Africa. We are excited to hear about that journey and so much more. She's also a qualified Christian counselor. Chantel, thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Pulpit and K-Pulpit today. Wow, Gina Lee, thank you so much. I think the honor is mine. But you know, the beautiful thing for me, and welcome all the listeners, thank you for the time that you're putting out there, because I've realized recently that time is one of the most precious commodities. And if you can have someone's attention for a little bit, then it's gold. So we really honor everyone who's listening. But what I have found is when people who are successful in their own field, and we can recognize each other, and we can uplift one another without having to feel the need that I have to compete or feel insecure secure and that's a beautiful thing for me when we collaborate like that in the kingdom absolutely and i think that we are moving into a season now where more of that is happening uh people and especially women i'm so blessed to see how women are just pulling together in the kingdom and doing great things for the sake of the gospel so yes we are excited to have you here today chantal i'm gonna talk about your new book or the book royal comeback i love the cover i love everything about this book i see it was released in 2020 already but it only recently came to my attention we'll talk about the book later but first i'd like our listeners to get to know you Uh, you mentioned that in this book you also recount some of the traumatic and terrifying things that happened in your life so just for a few minutes take us back to who Chantal is where she comes from and some of the things that you've experienced in your life so that is a wonderful thing and I'm I really love sharing about my past because it just shows us how far God can bring us when we are willing to yield to his spirit. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in a typical family. My parents got divorced when I was just pre-puberty and it was a very tough time, uh, really seeking out identity, longing for my dad, wanting everything that my father has to offer, but he was absent. He didn't know how to communicate love. So Mm -hmm. I constantly pursued him and he shunned me. So rejection came a very big part of my life. And as we know, when you feel rejected, you start building walls, you reject other people, and you start to get this identity in you of, I'm not wanted, and rebellion was a big part of my teenage years. I wanted to show everyone that I will make it, but I chose the wrong pathway, and I pursued uh, young boys who I thought could fill the void in my heart. Little did I know that no one could fill the void apart from Jesus, but that I only discovered years later. So I went on a journey. I mean, I was bound to drugs and alcohol and all of these sort of things. I compared myself with every other girl that's out there. I wanted to be taller. I wanted to be shorter. I wanted bigger boobs, all of the real things that we Mm -hmm. want. And never finding who I am was enough because I found that shame is something that played a big role in my life. And the difference that we must just um, 
talk about between guilt, feeling guilty of something to recognize I've done something wrong in my life. That's good. Um, and, and Holy Spirit convicts us of that. But when shame forms a part of your life, it says that who I am at the core of my being is wrong. And that normally leads us to places of depression, of suicidal thoughts, because we always have this narrative in our minds that if I wasn't here, things would be better. If I wasn't here, my parents would not get divorced. If it wasn't for me, etc. You can go on that narrative. So shame formed a big part of my life. And then fear. I was consumed with fear generally. Everything from fear of just, not just fear of the dog. I mean, the spirit of fear haunted me. When I got into a vehicle, I knew I was going to die that day. It consumed me. Fear of the future, fear of speaking to people. So obviously when you're consumed in, in by fear, it keeps you bound, not just in your comfort zone, but in timidity, in insecurity and all of those things. So you find that your life really doesn't have much movement and, um, and and it just installs that thing again of I am worthless mm. until I met Jesus years later. But uh, that's a part of my testimony. I mean, we can go into various areas, but my life story is very much the same as many of you out there. Mm-hmm. And, and what I bring across in my book is the fact that we all go through the same traumas. We're all on this earth. We are exposed to very the, the same kind of things, um, some in, in a worse degree than others. But the enemy is relentless. And all he wants is to stop you from unearthing your purpose and identity so that you just keep bound in your shame. Um, you are um, just not able to move forward. And then we find our lives stuck in a rut and we see people not progressing into the person that they should be. And the Lord showed me, listen, your shame, your pain is pretty much the same as everyone. We just all put a different jacket on. We think Mm -hmm. we slap a label on it and we think that's it. No one else can relate to me. But that is a lie of the enemy because he wants to keep us bound. And I think once I started realizing someone else can relate to me, there is help out there. I'm not the only one. I don't have to be stuck in shame. But I mean, like all of us know, that takes years for the Mm. Lord to peel off the layers bit by bit for us to then become a fearless woman. Chantal, you are so right. Your story is the story of many of us out there. My story is your story. Um, There's so many things that I can identify with myself as I'm listening to you. But I do want to just touch on a few areas, like you said. I want to start with um, handling the rejection that you receive from your father because a lot of the things that happened to you the alcohol the drugs mm. the boys it stemmed from there how did yes. you then manage to heal that part of yourself what is it that helped you to bring about that turnaround in the area of rejection mm. absolutely so i never realized why i was so determined to um receive my father's love and and him not wanting to give it. And then years later, on my journey, so I pushed everyone away. I had to suffer the consequences because obviously when you're in a place of pain, you many times blame shift. You point the finger at everyone else. It is the government. It's the parents. It's whoever. Someone must take the blame. But we regret to think that at some point we now have to take um, responsibility, even though things were done to us. But the buck stops with you ultimately. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that, and, and I had a little easy fit tantrum one day with the Lord. And I I wondered why my life was just not progressing. Mm. 
And I said, Lord, I want you to be my dad. I need a father because by that time I was already, we were married. We had three children and we were in ministry um, in actual fact. Mm -hmm. And I felt that my father should have seen that uh, we were struggling. I mean, we just started a brand new church. Things were going tough. Mm -hmm. And I thought that as a father, you should at least be able to reach out for your grandchildren and find out, are we okay, etc. And the Lord said to me, you're putting your, uh, your, your, your trust in man and you're expecting something from your father, which he cannot give you. Uh, and I remember that why I got the realization that many of our previous generation, they grew up in a household where the fathers provided financially, mm -hmm. but that was it. They didn't know how to be emotionally there for a child. And the Lord took me to various scriptures and but he basically said to me you need to let your father go you have to bless him and you have to release him and then I can work on him in the background but I can't do it while you're holding on and it was very hard for me I remember that day when I prayed and I said Lord I I pray that my father will be blessed beyond measure and and it was hurtful because he was already blessed financially and whatever else mm. and I thought how can I pray for him to be more blessed but there was such a release and I said Lord now you become my dad and I want you, you I, I trust you wholeheartedly. Anyway, so we went on that journey and I let my father go. And in that process, I believe that in the spirit, I allowed him to be set free from the pain that I actually caused him non-verbally. Because I think every time I came closer to him, he knew that this was a, a daughter in need. He knew that I needed something which he couldn't give. And he pushed mm. me further away. Amen. Amen. Chantel, I believe that um, just by listening to you, our listeners can understand the power of this book where you go into so much more detail. I do want to ask you just briefly, though, how did your comeback or your turnaround, your breakthrough come as it pertains to the alcohol and the drugs? Because I think even in our societies, there are so many parents whose children are still caught up in drugs and they don't know what to do anymore. So just briefly mm -hmm. take us through how the Lord helped you to overcome drugs and alcohol abuse. Yes. All right. So I was living in the UK at the time. I was working night shifts in a casino. Uh, when we got off work, it was midnight hours still. So there was nothing going on. So out of boredom and because I didn't know who I was, I needed a crutch. And I actually had this saying. I said, I have an addictive personality. My word. What does that mean? So I thought that I need something to hold on to. If it's not cigarette, then it needs to be a glass of wine or it needs to be weed or it needs to be something. But I or it needs to be an antidepressant just to mm -hmm. make it more accessible for someone else. But I couldn't cope on my own just as Chantal. And then I would actually be under the influence of these things and I would start preaching to people. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Can you believe it? So but the calling was there already, but it was... Um, Yes, no, not used in the best way. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but then I must say, it took years, generally, because I I loved smoking, I must say that. Mm -hmm. I, I thought I loved it. I, that was my part of my identity in that time. So who was I without all of these things? Mm -hmm. And I, I wasn't that fully convinced of Jesus as yet. So I was, I was sure that I can't cope. And um, I was in an antidepressant and all of these little things. And we were in ministry already, and I couldn't handle the pressure of having uh, twins at that time with a little toddler, 
with all the ministry pressure, I wasn't born in a household where we were in ministry. So it was all foreign to me. And I thought, what is a Dominique's Frau doen? Mm-hmm. I can't cook a I don't know what. <laughs> so because I didn't know how to fulfill the roles, mm. I stretched out to other things. So I was standing around the corner, smoking away while my husband was preaching. Leave a year. Can you believe mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 depressed and so forth and one night it it came with an encounter with Jesus and I think with prayerful parents as well because as parents we can speak I've got four boys myself I speak I try to be an example I do all of these things but they still have their own will and when you've got strong-willed children I was very strong-willed so no one if you told me go left I would go right just to show you that I'm I'm wrong or I'm, I'm in the right and you're wrong but anyway so I believe that number one a prayerful parent we can access heavenly realms yes and god can do for you what you as a natural parent you do your best you lay the foundation but by moaning nagging hating cursing we don't achieve much because we drive our children further away from us and i know as a mom now that mom guilt has driven me for the longest time Mm. because i want to have the best the ideal vision that i have for my family and and then what happens in reality can cause dissatisfaction and disappointment to set in. And I believe that disappointment in the way that we thought our lives are going to be and how it pans out can cause us to stop believing God and stop having hope. Mm-hmm. Especially as, as parents now, you have this little angel in your hands. You're so thankful for this baby. You've prayed for this child or you had the baby. You didn't ask for it, but now you've got the little bundle and you think that this child's just going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they grow up and they back chat and they get involved with friends and it's social media and they get drawn away from you. And suddenly they enticed by all of the things of the world. It is a story. It's the same for everyone. We have to pray for, but you as a mom and a dad, pray, pray, have your actions and do all that you can to get that child in the presence of the Lord. I've seen people that really don't want to be in a church service. Yes, they can't override their will and God will never do that. Mm-hmm. But try to get them into the place at least where they can have a touch of God. Yes. Um, it's difficult. I mean, we can we can debate about this all day. But at the end of the day, that individual needs an encounter with from the Lord, like a yeah. Saul Paul moment. And God is faithful. And sometimes we have to let go of the individual. I believe when I was let go, my parents were fed up. I was in hostel for three months. Then I got expelled from hostel. Can you believe this? Mm. Because I was drinking and smoking um, in, in the hostel. And, and my parents got to a place when I was grade 11, 12, where they gave up. They said, listen, we don't know what to do with you anymore. Mm-hmm. We try our best. We provide as much as we can. But you want to choose to hit your head every single time. And I think they kind of took their hands off. And when we take our hands off a little bit, then, because you must remember, when a spirit of addiction, and, and these children know, mommy and daddy will provide. If they mm-hmm. are tukko wat ek al hulle weet, mommy gaan mm-hmm. weer ingee, and so forth. But when there needs to also get to a place where you where you dry up the source, That's where right. you have to have tough love. You can't love a person. You can love them into hell. So for parents, I want to say, if you get to that point, mm-hmm. let the Lord, but then you have to, even though you cry behind closed doors and it's so hard for you, you need a support system, mom and dad, to be there for you. But that child will need to learn to stand on their own two feet. And then you must remember, I took in. Um, um, impact, what do you call it now? I took advice mm-hmm. from those who were not my close circle of family because mm. we don't want to hear 
you say the same thing and then someone else comes a stranger and they say the very thing that you've said a million times and now that person takes input. So there's a lot of strategies, but I think that's also where it takes a community. We have to be there for one another. Don't let shame keep you bound and keep you silent. Reach out. There's so many programs these days. There's so many people. So there is hope. I am a story of hope. Jenna Lee is a story of hope. It is not all lost. God is the miracle worker. Um, I speak in my book. I say, like that scripture that says that he comes and he picks the poor and the needy up from the rubbish dump and he puts us among princes and kings. So this mm-hmm. is your word today. Hold on for dear life. Speak the word of God, not out of fear, but out of faith about your children and for your children and believe that the Lord who is almighty will bring about a turnaround. That's the voice, of course, of Chantal Davis. If you just tuned in, we're talking to this remarkable woman of God today, and we're going to get into her book um, in a few minutes. Let's now take a quick music break. Yes, Stephen Curtis with Who You Say We Are. That then, Stephen Curtis with Who You Say We Are. You're listening to Radio Pulpit and Radio Cape Pulpit. My name is Jenna Lee Belong, and our guest for today is Chantal Davis. Chantal, you've shared so much already of yourself and I have so many questions, but unfortunately, we're busy running out of time. I do want to ask you, you mentioned about uh, going to boys or seeking your identity from boys at some point. Now being married to Pastor Kevin and you guys have this beautiful family of six. Just very quickly in about two minutes, what would your advice be to young girls in terms of Christian dating, especially when you yourself are still in the season of finding your identity? Absolutely. Ladies, uh, young girls, I want to say to you that don't run to a boy who cannot offer you much at this stage. It is hormones. You're all seeking your identity. Become the woman of the man that you wish for one day. If you want to marry a prince, a businessman, a rock star, whatever, Ask the Lord firstly to heal you of your own wounds and then embark on a journey to become the woman who such a man will marry. Leave these things for now. Your life is ahead of you. Wait, because at the right time, you will find your husband. And the worst thing that I did, it took us five years for us to get whole and healed from all of the things. Because when you, once you give your virginity away, let me just say it bluntly as it is. That mm. gift that you have inside of you, it doesn't actually belong to you, girls. Mm-hmm. Boys, it is it belongs to their husband one day. So mm. keep that gift for him if you can treasure it with all. If you've already um, slipped up, great. Go to the Lord Jesus. He's quick to forgive us and then walk a road of holiness and purity in Jesus' name. Amen. Absolutely. I love how you're putting it. You're putting it as it is. And I think we don't talk about that um, in the church enough. Chantelle, I want to ask you, you're... A family of six, you are a pastor's wife, you are a Christian counselor, you are a speaker yourself, you preach the word of God. As I said, you are an author, you are so many things. What is it that you are doing to keep Chantel healthy? Your body, your spirit, your soul. What are those things that you implement to keep yourself balanced? Mm, Wonderful. I spend time in the secret place. Because I've learned the hard way that I cannot give what I don't have. So um, I'm very uh, much, I treasure my time with the Lord in the secret place where he can fill me up. I have many other issues. Let's just say it like that. Uh, Women things, uh, I've been diagnosed with PCOS, all of these things, hormonal stuff. So I need to look after my health. So I am trying to exercise regularly, just do some uh, 
keto things, etc. Because when I feel healthy, when I feel good in myself, I can give to other people and my family. But yes, it's it's important. We have to look after ourselves. Let me ask you about that PCOS because um, it's also something that I'm dealing with and I get a lot of questions from women as to how to handle that hormonal imbalance when it just feels like you're absolutely going crazy, you're losing yourself, you don't know who you are, whether you want to come or go. What advice do you have as a counselor for women who's dealing with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome? Absolutely. This is one of my greatest passions recently because it has flared up. I have been blessed to have children even through that uh, miracle testimonies, but I've learned that um, it's a journey of discovery of what works. So gluten and stuff and milk especially um, is not a friend of mine. I am doing things like taking an apple cider vinegar. I have recently, something that I've done is I saw that I couldn't lose weight. My hormones freak out. I've got um, adult acne, mm-hmm. uh, many things, hair loss. My moods just go all over the place. And then I feel depressed for no reason, even though I'm a child of God. So it's contradictory. So the enemy in your mind wants to say to you, oh, look at what you're doing. But it feels like you've got an inner battle with a woman that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. And it makes it hard. But we have to go systematically and look at things, things like uh, many spices and cinnamon and things that's good for you. You have to try to balance that. You have to get enough sleep. Mm. You need to get a little bit of uh, resistance exercising in. You Many things. I've got a podcast on this. Uh, we can speak about that, etc. But it is a journey that you, you have to get into tune with your body because it is a battle and it makes us feel defeated. Mm. Uh, um, and I believe that when we speak out, so so one of my greatest things, and I know our time is very short, but I am a very big speaker on polycystic ovarian syndrome because it has so many other things mm-hmm. uh, aligned to it. And you kind of don't know how to put your finger on it. But recently, I want to give someone this uh, advice. I started seeing that I'm not losing weight, no matter if I fast, if I um, do eat, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I check my blood sugar. So with a glucose meter like a diabetic would, and then I started realizing that my blood sugar, uh, because of insulin resistance, which is linked to polycystic ovarian syndrome, mm-hmm. it never goes below like 6.5 and 7 and so forth. Where With fasting, it should go uh, right down to like 4. Mm-hmm. And I realized that once I'm equipped, so I saw, okay, this is the problem. I'm still getting into much sugars, whatever, and, and stress. Ugh, it's a very difficult thing, but mm. it can be overcome. We can we can conquer this thing if we because it's an autoimmune disease at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But you have to be equipped. And I think upskill yourself. On Instagram, there are so many people who speak out about PCOS. I've learned mm-hmm. so much. And then there's someone, Dr. Berg, on YouTube. He gets the greatest advice free of charge of how you can, because you have to understand what's happening in your body. Otherwise, you go for every little uh, hormone pill and antagolin and whatever it might be out there. And you still think, oh, my goodness, my money is down the drain. I'm still feeling the same way. Mm. So ask the Lord as well that he will direct you onto the path so that we can heal our bodies. Chantal, the word that I keep hearing throughout this interview is the importance of educating yourself, upskilling yourself in all Mm -hmm. areas of your life, whether it's your health, your spiritual walk, whether it is psychologically, I keep hearing that word. Listen, I do have to talk to you about your Mrs. South Africa journey. Congratulations. Thank you. You just qualified. What, why did you decide to partake in Mrs. South Africa and what are you hoping to achieve? 
Absolutely. Okay, so this is a biggie for me. Why would someone like me who was comparing myself to everyone all over the show, feeling insecure, step out and do this now? It's because I'm not that girl anymore. I can talk Mm -hmm. about her, but I'm not her anymore. Mm -hmm. And we believe as part of Dominion Church, God said in Genesis 128, go out on the earth, have dominion. Mm-hmm. Uh, over everything in your sphere of influence and for the longest time i believe the church kept uh, the lord in a box on a sunday morning but yeah. he is head over all so it says in micah at the end the lord's uh, mountain will be highest of them all and all people will flock to it so i believe that we should have a christian representation true kingdom representation in every sphere of influence so i'm stepping out um, onto the scene of, and it's not just a pageant, really, Miss South Africa is a great platform for your voice to be heard, but I believe that I want to use that platform to uh, get people into the kingdom of God, to showcase to them healing, restoration, etc., so that every person on this earth, you are alive for a reason right now, and I want to help people to unearth that purpose, to walk in your identity, to leave a lasting legacy, to live out everything that is within you, so you can die empty one day. I want to use this platform to just really elevate people and to stand up for our nation, to stand for healthy marriages, to stand for holiness and purity. Everywhere I went wrong, I want to help our people to not fall into the same traps again. Mm-mm. Now, I, I do want to say that we're going to be watching your journey. We're going to be rooting for you. We're going to be cheering for you on this journey. And I can't wait to speak to you again, hopefully when when um, this all moves to a certain direction. So to hear what that was like, I'm very intrigued by it. Uh, but we've run out of time, Chantel. And I still haven't spoken about the book, which means we we definitely have to talk again. Your book, Royal Comeback, people like Andre and Jenny Rubert from FBN, the Faith Broadcasting Network, describes it as uh, you are painting a vivid picture of how our enemy takes advantage of traumatic circumstances. Uh, People like uh, Rhoda Spencer uses the words like transparent and riveting. Just very quickly, why should people get this book and how do we get it? All right. So the book is easily found on my website, ChantalDavis.com. You can find it on Audible if you don't want to read Audible easily. Even if you go on to Audible right now and you register, you can have a first book for free. So great, why not get Royal Comeback? Mm-hmm. This book, when the Lord said to me, Chantal, write this book. I said, Lord, there are millions of books. Why again? And he said to me, let my word be the golden thread through this. So as much as it is my story, it is filled with principles that can be applied for every area of your life. Um, and like I said, the topics that are covered are so uh, vast that there is not one person that has gotten back to me that said that my my life was so impacted by you just being super fearless and speaking. And at the end of the day, I just want to leave you with the scripture. The Lord said in Jeremiah chapter six, verse 16, he says, stand at the crossroads and look around and ask for the old way, the good way, my ancient way, and then walk in it. And then it says, but the people says, no, that's not what we want. And I have found generally that people says right now again, that's not the way that we want. Even though the Lord says there's a pathway for your life, that if you walk on it, it doesn't matter what happens in the economy. It doesn't matter what happens around you. I will secure your future. I know what you should become. Mm-hmm. Please don't let us be a generation anymore that says that's not what I want. I want to encourage you. It's your time to thr- flourish and to to really showcase who Jesus is in your sphere of influence. Get this book. It will truly set something alight in your heart. 
You can also go to www.royalcomeback.com. That is, of course, Chantel Davis joining us today. God bless you, woman of God, you and your husband and your whole Dominion family. We love what you're doing. As I said, we're watching you, we're rooting for you, and we are thankful to God that you've been called for a time such as this to make an impact on so many different platforms. God bless you. Thank you. Amen.